Recording. Checking we'll the level. levels. 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 Yeah, mine's pretty much straight up. Or a smidge above the halfway. I think that's a level I've done for... Uh, I'll turn it up a little bit. So, I don't know what happens, but my levels change. Something changes them. Your microphone does more audio processing than... It's not the a microphone. Direct input. The, it's not, oh, the, hmm. the 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 volume dial in Audacity is changing in front of me. I see it. Is there like dynamic compression going on or something? I mean, not a, not no. There shouldn't be. I don't know how this happens, but something huh. does it. I stopped being able to hear myself. Wait, or maybe I'm just too quiet. Hello, hello. Hi. I can. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, can, I mean, I can hear me. Just you're a bit louder than me. Maybe that means I should turn myself up. <laughs> okay. That's check, check. Okay, yeah. I'm peaking at about uh, normalize. Come on. I don't know. I'm peaking at, it says, well, it says my to- total peak is minus 3.9 decibels. It's pretty good. That's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. Very nice. So I just tried connecting my uh, Logitech mouse to my MacBook, which is sitting on my Hackintosh because mm-hmm. um, it's just as good as a shelf. Um and it lost its connection at some point or i overrode it i don't know but um the oh wait i can use the 50 50 screen split thing okay um what was i gonna say oh yeah so i did the connection mode and tried to connect the bluetooth device and it was just going like connect connect waiting connect waiting connect waiting and like you know like three four times a second continuously and then system preferences just hangs and now I'm like, well, I guess I can't use my mouse on Bluetooth. Hmm. It's the greatest. It is the greatest. Brandon says he's ready for the plunk. Um, I think that account's already been added to the to the thing. I haven't even looked at the show notes. I have yeah. so much to prepare for this. Yeah, I know. I know. I haven't either. <laughs> I, I I started them a couple of months ago. I could just talk about my time with React now that I'm doing that. Hey, React. Let's see. What would this be? This would probably be 36, I'm hoping. Yeah. Do you want this to just be me talking about React and all the little things that have hey, stop, everybody. stopped me up? Hi. Hey, Brendan. Oh. Uh, let's see here. The audio is not with me today. Let's try <laughs> this here. Headphone, check one, two. Are you on Ethernet? Brendan? <laughs> Maybe that's a no. There we go. I, I really like this account's picture. Uh, this one it's new. Yeah, that's uh, looks about right, right? I, I I don't know if this is a new picture or or if it's just a different account that I'm used to. It is extremely old. Uh, I don't think this should be a different account, but I guess it must be. I don't, I don't know, on... but I like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's accurate. It's uh, <laughs> just very weird. How's it going, you guys? Sorry about that. Pretty good. I'm eating mac and cheese with peas. 
Nice. Yes. And lots of pepper and red pepper. There, there you go. Good call. That is the way to go. So we're going to talk about process today, aren't we? <laughs> if it's in the notes, am, we can certainly I'm, do that. I'm very excited. <laughs> I have lots of opinions about process. Oh, I bet you do. So, I think uh, my, my comes motto is people process technology. Truly. At least that sounds really familiar. Well... Are you recording, Brandon? I am recording. Good. Me too. We are recording. <clears throat> I think because I um, can't find anyone new who I follow, I'm just going to like go way back in time and find some random person from oh, who I followed you know, years and years ago. Good call. Twitter followees from the past. I mean, they're new to someone, right? Maybe. Truly. I should talk about the Nexus TV. <laughs> also, I should stop eating next to my microphone, I'm sure. No, that's no fun. I'm sure Ian hates me right now. Hi, Ian. <laughs> Hi, Andrew Bailey. How's it going, friends? <laughs> oh, I think I know what I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I think I know who my Twitter followees are going to be. Let's see here... Have you all heard of... Well, never mind. We'll talk about it later. That's what it's all about. Fake SPPS? <laughs> That's what I see right now. Yeah, you shouldn't follow that one. You know, back in the good old days, that used to be a fun account. Ah, uh, yes, it is Nathan Taylor, the guy who's, uh... I recognize that yeah. guy. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that... That website is insane. It sure is, uh... It is very which, loud. Which website? Nathan. Um, his, his personal website, so yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the fringe notes for everybody who wasn't a part of our Slack channel uh, a week ago, but it's it's uh, Nathan.Tokyo, and it's just insane. Like, anytime you hover... Well, I mean, the dog is adorable. I mean, there's no no dispute. Very good wow. dogs. I mean, it's, it's a, that's a cute dog, but... So um, it's, just, it's a video that keeps playing. Yeah, but it's... it's it's um Every link has one of these weird videos, but every video has, like, this thing where it leaves behind its My artifacts... My guess is it's like some weird canvas thing, right? I, I, I don't I didn't even care to look, but it's just insane. I love it. Is that what he looks like? I don't recognize him much. High school's been a long time. I don't think that's who we're talking about. Different person. Different Nathan Taylor? Oh shoot. <laughs> there's way more there's way more stuff. Okay, because I was gonna say that sounds pretty crazy. Okay, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm totally different person. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he, oh, yep. 
<clears throat> definitely a different person. <laughs> here's uh here's the thing about this though. It is <clears throat> it is videos, um, overlaid videos, but they're being controlled. So like the um every time you hover over a different video or stop hovering over the video, it um <laughs> it'll uh leave behind some of the artifacts and I just saw that there's one of them that has sound. Yeah, the last one has sound obnoxiously. The last one has sound. Yep. Um, I don't have audio on my you don't want it. at the moment. You don't want it. <laughs> well, I do. It's just plugged into my MacBook. It's okay. You don't want it. So you can hear me nice and crystal clear. At least somebody can. I hope so. I always get... It's always weird when, um, like, CSS-controlled mice uh, control your mouse outside of the browser context. Yeah. So, like, I just close my tab with that weird mouse. Oh, yeah. It's like, that shouldn't exist. <laughs> wow, you guys are on top of it with your Twitter followers. Well, I, I, you know, it's been a month or so at least, so I happen to follow three more people. I've followed at least 7,000 more people. Yeah, see, I thought he was going to say 30, but 7,000 is about right. Now I'm going through an unfollowing stale old accounts, which makes my follow number go down, but it doesn't change anything for the number of tweets that I see every day. Oh, I got one. Okay. Oh, you know, uh, hmm, let's see. We maybe have talked about one of these before. I don't remember. Has someone mentioned sad server before? Oh, it's... I think I followed and unfollowed and followed them again, like, four times. Yeah, it's always worth mentioning sad server. I think, yeah, I think you should keep it in there. Cool. It's Spectre server now. See, they don't tweet super often anymore, which means I follow them then. Mm-hmm. It's those. It's like the um, the this get commit swore message, but it just it just got to be too much, so I stopped. But it was good while it lasted. Very cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a friend who's who's talking at that too. Oh, nice. Yeah, who is it? Uh, Henry McGarry. Oh, right on. Do you know him at all? Uh, did we see him at uh, uh when we visited you in Morris? Uh, yeah, probably. Prob- no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know if he did this senior seminar then, but he was a student then. Gosh. Yeah, he probably did his then. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's he works at Thompson Reuters. Right on. Yeah, there's definitely the the first day is definitely going to be uh pretty neat, pretty neat. I feel kind of bad because um. Uh, somebody who we work with is, uh, or somebody we used to work with helped write our descriptions. Um, and, uh, 
he wrote me this really awesome description and then my coworker got a single line and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but um he's a he's a good dude. Oh man, you're using enzyme now, Brian. Oh, we should we should talk. Well that's why I'm putting in the notes. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um what else do I have to say? You might have been seeing my tweets from the past few days about how it's singletons all the way down. Truly it is. Yeah, you know, singletons all the way down. Don't 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 even look at the singletons. Pretend you didn't see them. Pretend they didn't see you. Exactly. Um Yeah. So, Ryan, this reminds me of a thing. Um or maybe maybe it doesn't. Let's see. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of a different thing. Uh, remember how on Podkit thirty five we were talking a little bit about um, like issue trackers, right? Yeah. And uh, Mingle came up, and uh, so I'm running into this thing where like um, we use Mingle as like a task tracker and as an issue tracker, and I feel like those things aren't always the same thing. Right, right. Because right. A, a task tracker usually, um, you know, has some like like a task usually has some artifact that might be testable, but the task in and of itself might change or cease to exist or something like that. Whereas an issue should kind of always be something that you can test, right? Maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know. This like, is exactly why I wanted to ask you about this. So, yeah, what do you think? Uh, so, like, I guess so. I guess one of my problems that's hard for me to say is so far we haven't had I haven't had a lot of opportunities to actually get issues from any actual users. Uh-huh. Um, I and, understand your pain. And so, like, without having a user, like, tell somebody, like, hey, this thing's broken, and then that's somebody coming to us and saying, like, hey we got to report that this thing is broken. Let's open this issue for you to go and fix it. Um, it's hard to say what units of work and what categories of work that falls into. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I, I, I can see why they would be, or could potentially be separate things. Um, so we're using what is known as um, project management overkill. I mean, Jira. Um, <laughs> ah, good old Jira. Good old Jira, right? I guess maybe. Um, so we're using Jira, and so you know, like it's pretty heavyweight, all things considered. And so we've pretty much stopped doing stories at this point. We pretty much just have tasks now, right? And we come up with the tasks, and we go do them, and then we mark them as whatever the next step is, ready for whatever, um, right. you know, dev ready or. QA ready or prod ready or whatever it is. Um, and so like, I like the tasks because they're more granular and I can actually conceptualize the order of things that need to get done. Right. Um, and I feel like an issue is sort of like that, but an issue, but like issues could be bigger than just a task. So it's kind of hard to say. We use, um, Zen hub. So built on top of GitHub. So we have a repository that's just for project manage- management, um, and each card or issue number 
or story or task is um, like UI development for this story, API development for this story, database development for this story. And so they're all kind of independent. And so when you're done, you move it to like a testing QA one, which the BA looks at or I test it a little more. And if there's issues and we pull it back to in progress, then when it's done, it's done. But then you have things where like the API is done in prod, all good. Then the UI starts and then the way it needs to change the API. So do you pull it out of done, right. release to prod, or do you make a new story? And oftentimes it's maybe a new story or sometimes it's still in testing and then it goes back. And... See, I kind of like the, what I want to try is, I'd have to use something like Trollo to do it. But you don't really make this concept of a named story, right? You you kind of just make this like loose collection of tasks. Totally. Um, and so I I what I imagine that being is you you give a a tag a name, like a, a sort of like a feature name. So like, I don't know, add checkout page or something, right? Um, and then so that's going to have work on the front end. It's going to have work on the API side. It's going to have work on the event bus side it's going to have work on the database layer um and and then all those things are tasks right Mm -hmm. tasks under the same story kind of thing yeah but it's not under the same story it's just loosely coupled to the same feature tag which is a story comprised out of those tasks okay yeah so we kind of do that too we say sometimes the ba will put story one of three for whatever big huge milestone we're working into right right um so and right sometimes now, you can you can group with Zenhub into a milestone or a release too. Yeah. So like so Jira has epics, but epics are like mega stories and let's not get crazy here. <laughs> right. Uh, no, so, think... so right now I'm working on um authentication with Auth0 in our React Native app. Yeah. And and so like I'm on branch like Auth0 phase 6 right now or something. <laughs> because we're rolling we're developing it over the course of 3 weeks. And I don't want to have my branches just hanging around for three weeks. I want to get stuff into dev as it's done and ready. Yeah. So I All wouldn't right. have six stories. It's one one story, but it's sort of like seven individual tasks sort of over that period of time. Totally. Yeah. I'm turning off my camera because it makes my entire UI on my Mac on my MacBook freeze for two seconds every oh, no. five or six seconds. Well, I think I think that's logic. Um, uh-huh. Taking like since it's a pro app, it like takes precedence over UI things, so I can save the audio, which is good. But it makes me think Google Hangouts is CPU bound. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Very yeah, likely. my CPU went from like, um, here I'll take a screenshot. It's pretty screen. Oh shoot, I have to really reach over my computer. This is <laughs> bad. So um, one of my favorite things is when I'm running the Expo app in Simulator, um, it will. Like, um, you know in React Native when you get one of the little yellow messages or the red messages? Yeah, the yellow box or the red yeah, box. The yeah. yellow box, yep. So sometimes when I get a yellow box... Are Expo... you speaking of 90s Apple APIs? Uh, no. Yellow box? Uh, I don't watch TV. Um, sometimes when you get a yellow box, the um, Expo app in the simulator will go insane and start taking 300 400% CPU, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Don't know why, but it does. Well. Totally. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, I've, I've been messing around with uh, Create React Native app a little bit more. Um, because, oh, wow, Brian. Yeah, you're right. 
I love how it's that, it, that I love load. how it's called the Google Talk plugin here. And Google Talk's <laughs> been gone for like fifteen years now. I don't know about yeah. that. That's true. Well, someone never updated the the bundle name or the, the info p list, I guess. Or it's just Google syndrome. Yeah. And then inside of that Google Talk plugin, there's still references to Google Reader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you? Um, so I, uh, a year or two ago, I read a post about how Google does some of their projects, or maybe it was Facebook. I don't remember, but one of the two, where. Um, you know, big libraries. I think it was Google. So, like, they update AngularJS, and if it's a breaking change or something that needs to be updated, the Angular team has to update every single Google's app that that breaks. Yeah, I've know, heard something about that once. Um, that so sounds like, crazy. Well, in a way, but, like, one of the super cool things about the way they have it is they have a monorepo system. So they have yeah. all of their code sort of, like, sitting together almost. Yeah, and they have some crazy distributed file system for that thing too yeah and then what's super cool about that is they can run the tests for everything that's dependent on the thing they're changing and see what breaks um and i guess you know like angular js to angular didn't that's probably counted as a new framework well it should yeah Yeah. like that's that's too big of a change to even try yeah Sorry, total tangent in what you guys are talking about. I don't remember yeah. what we're talking about. No, it makes sense, though. It's all good. Um, yeah, the monorepo process is kind of intriguing. Yeah, I have to I have to figure out how it works to agree with it. Right. I, that, that does remind me, though. There was some sort of a thing for... Um, there was a node package for it. Here, let's see if, you know... Lerna. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, the I, one who shared this with me. I don't know, but I've seen it and I don't know what it does, but it's I love their logo. Yeah, it's a fun logo. Yeah. I don't know that it would help me. <laughs> well, and I and and so uh, uh, one of the things I was going to add to the notes, but I'll probably save it for next time. Um, it'll probably be up by then. But like Babel is moving to this mono repo system. Also, like a lot of these big frameworky things, right, have mo- moved to this um, mono repo. And it sort of makes sense in a way because when you're making a, f- a package or a framework and it has independent but re- very related packages, it's easier to have one repo instead of 20. Right. Yeah, I think the way that I heard about this was um, through uh, Blueprint.js the uh, UI framework. Oh yeah, yeah. That wow, that's been a really long time ago. That uh, sounds very vaguely familiar. Blueprint. I have not seen Blueprint in years. Oh, for real? Yeah. See, they're just releasing you know version old... two though. What? Oh. Is this a different one? Yes. <laughs> I think so. Wait, Planter, they they do a TS Lint, I think. Maybe? Yeah, or TS Lint a, React. They do a them. lot of things. They do TS Lint. They are building the AI assisted surveillance state that may usher in the demise of human civilization. But who knows? <laughs> wow. Speaking of TS Lint, it is not anywhere close to what ES Lint is, and I, I miss ES Lint. Just gotta say that. Oh man, Blueprint is old. That's Different what I Blueprint. thought. 
very different blueprint, but <laughs> this this isn't what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Wow. So the, this this is this is totally different. This is some React thing. Yep. Who knew? Nobody. Nobody knew. Hey. I feel like Blueprint was like I thought it was some like UX mockup tool. Ah, gotcha. Like like broccoli or or Adobe XD or something. Man, like don't that. you just love all these random names? Blueprint, XD, broccoli. Right. Balsamic. Yeah, balsamic. That's the one. We should make one and call it Swiss chard. <laughs> Swiss chard, indeed. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, you were you were looking at these um, UI frameworks a few weeks ago. How's that going? Uh, uh, is that directed at me, Brandon? Yes, you, Brandon. Yeah. So uh, it actually worked out pretty well. So the the reason why I was looking at this was because um, kind of took on this project uh, from another engineer. Uh, who uh, no longer had the availability. Um, it was an internal thing, and um, you know they kind of started setting out this whole design language for it, and it was all well and good, but um, uh, neither he nor I really had the time to finish the design language he had kind of tried to start, or the, the pattern library, I guess, that he tried to start. Yep. Um, and the fun thing about pattern libraries is there are a lot of pattern libraries that other people have already made. So, um, you know, rather than... Uh, you know, recognizing that I wasn't getting out a ton of time to work on this. Um, I thought it would make sense to use something like that that already existed, and Blueprint was a great uh, spot to start with that, especially as they have a new like 2.0 release um, that's pretty imminent here. So I'm using uh, version 2 of Blueprint, which gets you a lot of cool stuff. Um, I actually migrated from using Downshift, which is the hip new way to do um, like auto-select or auto-complete yeah. components. I think auto select is probably the most it's like, getting more hip story. every day as far as i can tell yeah and i, I <laughs> you know uh kent c dodds seems to use it as like a way to try stuff out which i think is really cool um yeah i i um it's hard for me to drink the kool-aid that much yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's like uh i i don't i don't uh it's interesting to know about all the different directions that that kind of circle of thought leaders is going in but i also don't really want to um, drink the Kool-Aid, as you said. Um, right. I, I follow I them on Twitter, but I can't... Like, and my, my attention span is diverted, of course, for work and stuff, so right. it's hard to say. But, like, when I look at the stuff that uh, Ryan Florence and Kent C. Dutz work on, and, uh, I don't know, of course, then there's Dan and right. those other, you know, all of those people, and it's like, are you guys serious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the nice thing about Blueprint is they kind of handle all of that stuff um, for me, right? So I just get to use this very nice interface that they've developed, um, or this this solid API that allows me to really quickly kind of hop into um, building out the UI for this application. Um, so how how um so I I've have I've uh... I've had some experience doing this with the React Native site. I haven't really used it on the web. Was this this is a web one, right? Yep, this is yeah. for the web. Yep. So how how is it? Like, is it flexible enough for I don't know actual use? Yeah, for sure. So I um, uh, to give some context to this, it's kind of like a uh, it's a Rails app um, that uses a you know a, a Rails API um, and then a separate uh, React application that's not like 
served by the Rails app. It's a it's a separate app that talks to a Rails API. Yep. Um, and um, you know, a, a lot of what this app is there to do is to kind of, um, you know, a, as you might imagine, it takes user input and inputs that into the database basically via the Rails API. Right. Um, you, so CRUD, CRUD SBA. Basically a CRUD SBA. Yeah. Um, basically mostly an update part. So it's, it's just a USPA. USPA. Um, yeah. Uh, United States Public Address System or something like that. Um, but, you know, as, as a result, like the, the bigger thing, right, rather than necessarily the, um, uh, the, like the most important part is basically the foreign fields, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at with this. Um, the most important part is definitely the foreign field. And uh, they expose uh, a really kind of awesome interface for um, what they call a suggest box. I'll put this link in the document too. Um, for, for a suggest box, that's basically, you know, an out of the box replacement for what I was trying to build with Downshift. Um, right. And that part I think is really slick. Um, theming it is pretty simple. Um, I didn't build like a separate blueprint theme. I, I I'm told that that's a thing that people can do if they wish, but I really don't. I, I'm not super concerned with that. Um, I was able to just modify a couple of things that I wanted to, um, as I wished, and that was kind of enough. Um, they basically will give you some uh, SCSS variables, and you can reset them if you wish, and that's kind of how that would happen. Um, but they have um, you know everything from hotkeys to form controls, as I mentioned, um, to like um, popovers and overlays and stuff. Um, and a lot of these things like reference each other. So like if I have uh, like like that select box that I mentioned is like a combination of like um, you know a basic select uh, form input with a popover and some other stuff, right? So yep. um, that, that's kind of cool. I'm not using anything super, um, like it doesn't add a lot of uh, kind of UI smell to anything really, um, right? which is what I kind of like about it. Um, but you can say that for just about anything, whether that's Bootstrap or whatever. The Bootstrap definitely does have like a, um, a signature, I guess, or a, a trail. You can tell when you're using something that is vanilla Bootstrap um but blueprint is pretty you know it fits in pretty well there's a little bit of like a drop shadow aspect of things that can be pretty easily um altered if you wish but um the documentation is pretty solid a couple of things that had tripped me up were things like uh there are there's a lot of like inherited props that's kind of a little weird so like Mm -hmm. um when a component extends another component directly it'll be like oh and this is inherited from this is often the case with form controls in particular. Like, um, oh, these props are inherited from uh, controlled props or intent props or input props or something like that. Um, so there's a little bit of like documentation hopping to figure out just how far the rabbit hole goes and where the information you want actually is. Um, there was actually something that I found kind of confusing about the select box, or the suggest box rather, where like, you have to like if you want to use it in a controlled manner, you have to pass um, 
you have to pass the value in a certain way so you have to basically like create this draft state for it which i thought was kind of a little bit strange Mm -hmm. um but i mean that's kind of what i what i need to do right because the um on mount the component that has the suggest box needs to be able to um pre-populate or pre-select the value that is present in the database and then if the user wants to change it they have to be able to change it right um and it's it was a little bit weird that that wasn't kind of more of a first class case because i feel like that's a thing that would happen yes almost every single every single one almost yeah exactly right but um, well especially in an application right (laughs) right it's like this there's never going to be a situation where you're not going to well i don't know maybe i guess if you had just like a dumb form right like a regular old form that has no preset input state but you're right as soon as you get to an application like you're gonna have to have something selected at some point yeah um i guess all that's to say i'm i'm pretty happy with it um it's uh you know uh, it's got typescript types so i saw that that's nice yeah um i'm not using typescript on the app that i'm currently working with but i have definitely thought about it um there's a little fun kind of ui jank that occurs so if you if you start with um i'll I'll put this link in here um so if you start on a category like a documentation category um so for example the link i shared i sent just by clicking table if you click table in the left nav and keep clicking it um it will actually advance up the um oh sorry i think i might have misspoke let's swap out that link for a different one here so if you use something like tablejs.formatting here um and click on the table category it'll actually keep pulling you up as opposed to starting back from table it'll keep pulling you up a level up a level up a level until you get all the way up to table and then it'll stop that's weird it's just the weirdest ui jank in the universe and if you look it up you can see which component has the bug too because of course they're using blueprint nice Um, it's just very strange that's wonderful Um, yeah i know i it was kind of entertaining to find that it's like oh i discovered a bug um and the bug is in the framework and it's also in the documentation for the framework (laughs) all righty so what do you guys think should we, should, we should probably record i'm just catching up on twitter no i'm still six hours behind whenever anybody wants to clap we should probably do that uh-huh. all right everyone um, ready let me uh let me get this hangout windows open not that i can see anybody but okay whenever whatever what do we clap on what number uh you know the the one two three and you clap on the beat after three sure fine whatever all right i'll, I'll count one two three cool that was pretty solid it's pretty clappy yeah looks looks good so then when i lean back to clap i saw that my 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 mic has a red dot when the mute button isn't on (laughs) (laughs) and i was concerned like well i just clapped while that red dot was there so what does that mean it's like it's the the camera recording light rather than a mute is on kind of light yeah i guess so it's kind of kind of weird um uh, okay great uh we probably should start the show whenever you're ready truly let's do it i should probably like do a read saying you can find the show notes or something because eh. ian always does that and we never do for podkit he wants to do it but i don't know there's supposed to be some here i'll record a little thing, thing right now How's okay that? go ahead go for it 
You can find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash pk36. Sweet. Sweet. We gotta find a title and stuff. We yeah, should. they're up there. I like pretty clappy for Go fringe. for it. Yeah, it's good. That's good. And uh, for episode title? <laughs> uh, there are some really good ones in there. <laughs> uh, herds and herds of developers. Okay, but so like Marco Case is very no, specific. No, no, but... You didn't do Marco case because the and. Oh well, here let me fix that for you. No, 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 no. I'm. Gonna, I mean, <laughs> if that's our title, I'm totally changing it. That's fine. You could change it. <laughs> uh, no. Marco case is amazing. It's the only case. Uh, it's it it's is. what is that Pascal case with spaces? It's Marco case. Yeah, it it, it is a case of its own now. Um, yeah, that's true. I like really into Mamo number five. I just keep thinking of AngularJS or her, or I guess herds and herds of developers. Uh, let's see. So I, so I did say two of them, so I really shouldn't talk about it. So, so <laughs> I assume Brian's editing, of course, because that's what he does. Yeah. Um, I guess. You really have to like splice in a two second clip of Mambo number five. I could do that. Because <laughs> like there's this, there's, n- there's no way you can't. All right, that'll be our title then. Really into Mamo number five. And now, neither white noise nor events. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, yes. Does someone else want to read, or should I? Uh, I can. I can read real quick. All right. Go for it. This is Podkit, episode 36, really into Mamo number five, on Monday, February 19th, 2018. And now, neither white noise nor vents. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad, with show notes at the Nexus TV. One more try. This is Podkit, episode 36, really into Mamo number five. On Monday, February 19th, 2018. And now, neither white noise nor events. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk36. I was going to say, you didn't have to start all the way from the beginning. That's, but now, now you have two options. You can splice you in to between them. This is Podkit. Well, Remember when we did every other word? <laughs> yeah, episode 36. <laughs> we have to do every other consonant now. There the next time we we're all in studio. <laughs> yes. your, um, your your pictures of liquids are intriguing. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, I got to go on Snapchat. I love how it's referred to as an engineered fluid. As, as, like, oh, no. Is there more? There's more. It got posted 37 times. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were really clear as to... Wait, where did this get posted? Slack. Podcast Slack, yeah. Oh. Yes. Hi, listeners that don't have access to our secret Slack channel. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Engineered fluid. 
Okay. It's, it's, I thought you were like referring to something else. No. Nope. But no, it's literally just engineered fluid. That's what they refer to it as. Yep. So for 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 those of you who who stuck with us to the fringe, uh, what we're looking at is a picture of a gigantic growler of this. It, it literally is a growler of this strange substance. Um, it's literally twelve pounds. Yep. Um, and essentially, what you can do is you can run electronics in it, and it will it will you know um, prevent. Isn't that from catching on fire or isn't that usually mineral oil or something? It's yeah, that's what I thought. Kind of like mineral oil, but this is an engineered but better. fluid, right? Oh, right, sure. Uh, I see. Yeah, that's so all it's the, engineered mineral oil. Yes, exactly. Five point four kilograms of pure engineered mineral oil. Now it's um, it's it's super fun stuff, and it's been hanging out on my coworker's desk for like weeks now, and he's uh out of the office on vacation, so it's like. The, the joke is that it's like a present for him when he comes back. Uh, <laughs> you guys should should empty half of it out and then put like glasses on his desk yeah. that make it look like it was in there. Yeah, right, right. Um, and put and put some like chapstick on and then like put your mouth onto the glass. So it looks like someone is drinking from it. Oh, and... uh, it's so funny. So the the thing about this stuff that's kind of interesting is I'm told that you can drink it, but you shouldn't breathe it. Great. <laughs> what? It's it's not toxic if you drink it. <laughs> But it can be toxic if you breathe it. Well, um, it's about the vapes, man. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yep. So uh, suffice to say, nobody really wants to open that. Uh, literal, For good reason, it sounds like jar of worms, or something along those lines. Yeah. So jar, of jar of engineered fluid. Engineered fluid. It's amazing. All right, and with that, I think we should say farewell to Fringe and yep. uh, send those files to me. Sounds good. Yeah, you have to do the linking thing, so. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to post tonight, yeah. but I'm at least going to get show notes and Fringe edited. I think that's, that's a good I'll, goal. Uh, I'll go make your uh, posting pages. Oh, I can do that too. That's fine. I, it's all good. I'll be here. Okay. All right, well, bye, Fringe. Bye.